Welcome back to the Salty Community Podcast. This community is a community of people dedicated to helping you grow your personal relationship with Jesus. We emphasize the truth and foundation of Scripture and give you tools and opportunities to experience Jesus in a personal and unique way for you. The kingdom of God invites us into an interactive relationship with Him. It is our desire and focus to help each and every person have this reality for themselves. This is a community that becomes a safe place to grow into more of what the Holy Spirit has for you. Thanks, Colleen. Hey, this is Deanna. Um, This week on the podcast, we are going to be talking about being in the presence of God and being in the presence of Jesus. Um, Last week, or the last podcast, we actually spent some time um, talking about the spirit realm. And this week, we're going to start getting more and more practical as we bring all these things together. Mm -hmm. And so today, we want to talk to you about the value of spending time in God's presence because our ultimate goal is to live and do life from that place, which we will talk more about. But um, that's going to be our focus today. And Colleen's going to get us started off with why do we even want to live? (laughs) Why do we want to do this? And um, just some history um, from scripture about people who did live this way and who didn't live this way and and the consequences. Exactly. So I want to start here from a place of personal experience because I think as a Christian woman who has grown up somewhat um, in a church community, that I was the I was that person that just did church on Sundays and then lived my life how I wanted to live. There was progression, um, and then I found a person, which was Deanna, that um, or God found her for me. Really, <laughs> really was I wasn't really looking for anyone. Um, his timing was perfect, and I started to grow my relationship, and so. Living in his presence, I'm learning, I have ne- not mastered this, but I'm learning to take him with me every day. And I think that's where we want to be. Um, Salty is a community that helps people do this. Um, so let's jump into scripture and see some places where some Bible characters um, got out of his presence, wanted to be in his presence, or just said, I'm not going unless he's going with me. This is four. This is the story of Cain and Abel. So Cain and Abel are the the children of Adam and Eve. And God um, asked both of them to give a offering. And Abel gave an offering that was accepted by God, and Cain gave an offering that was not accepted by God. Well, this really made Cain very angry. And the way Cain handles it is he goes and kills his brother. (laughs) Not a good way to handle your emotions, but um, it's what happens. And then Cain has another conversation with the Lord. And that's where we're going to pick up in Genesis 4.13. And this is what Cain says to God. My punishment is more than I can bear. Today, you are driving me from the land, and I will be hidden from your presence. So Cain is mourning the thought that he would not be able to be in God's presence any longer. So we can look at that and say, that's where we want to be, right? It's where he wanted to be, but he was he was like, don't hide me from your presence. I am not going to be in your presence anymore. This is more than, than I can bear. 
Um, if we look in Psalms 51, so this is a story uh, where David says, Create in me a pure heart, O God, and a new and steadfast spirit within me. Do not cast me from your presence or take your Holy Spirit from me. He is saying, I want to be in your presence. I don't want to lose this. Please let me keep it. Um, Moses also in Exodus uh, says to the Lord, um, actually, God says his presence would go with him and I will give you rest. And then Moses goes into this commentary and he says, starting in verse 15, then he said to him, if your presence does not go with us, do not bring us up from here. For how then will it be known that your people and I have found grace in your sight? So he's saying, if you're not going with us, we don't want to go. So as we can see, the Bible is telling us that his presence is a precious, precious place to be. Um, and we now want to live in that space um, and live in that, just where, in his presence. So they show us, Colleen has really shown us from these three guys, from Cain and David and Moses, just three small examples um, from the Old Testament of people uh, who acknowledged the value of the presence of God and did not want to lose it, um, did not want to in any way be taken away from the presence of God. They knew something that maybe we don't always know. If we're not used to living continually in God's presence, then would we miss it if it was gone? Would we miss it? I remember one time... And being in, I think I was actually at church camp, and as reading the scripture from Psalms 51 that David, his lament, it's, a, it's several songs have come from this um, set of scripture, and someone saying, if God took his Holy Spirit from you, would you notice? If you were not living in God's presence, would you notice? And that's a great question for us to kind of ponder for a second. Would we notice if we weren't in his presence? Um, I don't want to take, I don't want to um, experience that. So I'm not going to ask God to do that. <laughs> I want to stay right where I'm at. And my guess is you do too. But I want to talk about some of the benefits of staying in the presence of the Lord. Um, they are all through scripture. Like I could, we could, if you open the book of Psalms, the same guy that wrote, you know, Psalms 51 goes on and on about all of the advantages of staying in God's presence. He becomes our refuge. He becomes our strong tower. He becomes a place for shelter. His love is steadfast. He becomes our salvation. He is a rock that doesn't move. And, um, no matter what is shaken. And right now we're living in a world that is very shaken. Anything that can be shaken seems to be shaking. <laughs> but not God. Not God. And if we are in his presence, that gives us a place to be where we are not shaken. Um, a lot of things may. Maybe a job is missing. Maybe someone is sick. Uh, maybe you're quarantined and haven't left the house in a long time. I don't know. And your world could feel shaken. My world sometimes feels very shaken. But God is not shaken by these things. And as a result, as we stay with him, then we do not have to be so shaken. Our power source is with God. 
um, in his presence, we find fullness of life. In his presence is where we're going to find joy. In his presence is where he does his greatest work in us. Um, That is a huge benefit. It may not always feel like a benefit to come into God's presence and have him do work in us, but it actually is. We see from um, a story about Peter, and we see also from a story about Isaiah. They, and you're like, okay, these guys didn't live in the same. No, Peter was one of Jesus's apostles and Isaiah was a prophet in the Old Testament, but they had such a similar encounter. Isaiah finds himself in the throne room and his first thought is, oh my goodness, I'm a man of unclean lips and I am from a people of unclean lips. Like God, the holiness of God exposed his sin in his life. Same thing happened with Peter. When Jesus calls him, he says to him, you know, cast out your fish, you know, your net to catch fish. And he was tired. He didn't want to, but he did it anyway. And he realizes the miracle that happens in that and then realizes he's in the presence of God. And he said, he says, depart from me. I am a sinful man. So it is a benefit to be in the presence of God and allow him to expose sin in us because in that space, he doesn't just expose it, but he gives us grace to overcome it. Mm -hmm. Um, We do not want to be ruled by our sinful nature. We want um, for God to be able, we want to give him access to all those places so that we can fully walk in everything he has for us. So the benefits... Um, are rich and they're rewarding and um, really and truly until we learn to fully live there we don't even know all the benefits of that place there is a grace that comes from just staying with him that I just know from experience there is a rest um, that can't that doesn't look anything like the world's rest it is a rest regardless of circumstances Um, we know Just from the story of Jesus, when there was the huge storm on the lake and he's in a boat with his um, apostles and he's asleep and this huge storm comes. How is he able to sleep through a huge storm? Because he's in God's presence and he stays there. And that allows him to rest in unrestful situations. So if you're looking for some of those things, then God's presence is the place for us all to stay. Now, it's important to know that sometimes there are things that can get in the way and interfere with us being able to stay there continually. There are things that get in the way from us walking into his presence with ease. And I just want to hit on these for a second so that you know if you're like, I'm just having trouble getting there. There's some things that can get in our way. Psalm 66, 18 tells us that if we cherish sin in our heart, that that is absolutely going to separate us and come between us and God. We are sinful people, but we can come into God's presence because we are covered in the righteousness of Christ. We have his righteousness on us from because of his shed blood. So we are able to get into the presence of God, despite the fact that we are a sinful people. But if we have sin that we are cherishing, sin that we are hanging on to, that we refuse to let go of because it maybe is our pet sin, those kind of things are going to get in the way of being in God's presence and therefore it is very much going to get in the way of our relationship. We are looking to have a comfortable and easy relationship with both God and Jesus and a sinful lifestyle will absolutely get in the way of that. 
Because sin, Isaiah also tells us in Isaiah 59 too, that sin separates us from God. Um, arrogance can separate us. A hard heart um, can separate us from God. But because he is good and because he is gracious, we are able to hand him these things and ask him to do a work in us. If we will bring them into his light, if we will get in his presence, and just like Isaiah and Peter showed us, give him those, confess those, be real and say, hey, I need you to handle this. I need you to take care of this. He will. We have to trust that he'll do the work in our heart. And that same Psalm that Colleen talked about, Psalms 51, David says, create in me a clean heart, O God. He knew he was incapable of creating that heart himself. Exactly. He can't, you can't make your heart clean. The heart is deceptive above all else, right? Um, But God can see our true heart. And if we'll just be honest with him and ask him to do what only he can do, he will come in and remove the barriers that prevent us from being in relationship with him. So the benefits are great. And even the obstacles, the things that can keep us out are things that he wants us to give him so that there aren't things that get in the way. So, Colleen, why don't you tell us how we get in this presence? How in the world do we come into the presence of God? Yeah, okay, so uh, we're going to talk about the obvious, and then we're going to talk about um, the things that we do in this particular um, community on how to get in his presence and be in his presence um, on the daily. Um, Psalms 100 says that we enter his gates with thanksgiving and his courts with praise. So... Having a thankful heart and visiting thankfulness daily, right, um, will remind us or bring us into remembrance of what he is doing for us. So when that comes to the forefront of our minds, then we're reminded that he's there and then we are in his presence, right? Um, I really feel like there are things that can happen in our lives that Um, We can create habits, daily habits, that get us in his presence daily and can keep us there throughout the entire day. Um, And then scriptures that blow my mind, like meditate on his word day and night, can maybe be a reality for me, right? I can grow into that person and, and be the person that asks him for everything, the little things and the big things, not just the big things or when it's hard, but, um, just in my everyday, um, exchange in life. So anyway, and then it says within his courts with praise. So we cannot omit worship when we talk about getting in his presence. And I think the church does this really well. Um, they get us in his presence, like before the word or, um, in our church setting, I really don't believe that this is where we stay or this is the only place that we um, haven't had the opportunity to get in his presence. It is our responsibility as Christians and believers to have a relationship outside of our church, right? Our church is a place where we go to be in community, um, but we are to be in relationship with God every day. So, but worship is definitely a place where we can get in his presence and we can do that daily. Um, so let's talk about some of the things that Salty does, things that I learned that were life-changing for me, life-changing. Um, knowing that there's a spiritual realm that I can access 
makes my relationship with the Lord so much tan- so much more tangible and viable for me that I can close my eyes and I can picture myself with the Lord um, and that I can be in the throne room or have a place that I go to with Jesus makes his presence known to me. Um, it's like a manifest presence of God. And because I have access to that, I can do that anytime at any space. And I am not there yet, but growing into the person that goes there and has conversation with him, just like I have conversation with my husband or just like I have conversation with my daughter. Um, And I did want to kind of talk about just the practicality of getting to his presence in his presence. It's not hard. Um, It's not something that's just for one or it's not just for your pastor. It's not just for certain people. It is available to everybody. And it's so easy to do it. We just have to make the time. And I think time is a huge issue for us in our culture because we are such busy people. Um, We fill our schedules up and we become so busy that God gets our leftovers sometimes in our days. And I just think that it's just so easy to set an appointment, get still before the Lord, turn some worship music on, get your Bible out and have that time. And when we make the um, commitment to do these things habitually, to write our 10 truths down that I don't know if we talked about yet, but they're coming, um, to write down the things that we're thankful for, that we create the habits that eventually will just be our life. Absolutely. And our life is what Jesus is after. He is after our whole life. Mm-hmm. Um Colleen said it's so cool one day, and she was like, what we're after isn't just a quiet time. We are after a lifestyle Mm -hmm. of doing life with Jesus, of doing life with God, where it is not something we set aside for an hour in the morning or 30 minutes in the morning or a little bit of time in the evening, but it is a continual presence that is with us at all times. That's so good. And... This is what Jesus calls us to. So in John chapter 15, which right now is like my favorite space in scripture, um, it's become quite um, a very known thing in this salty community that I'm probably at some point going to go to John 15, but it is so vital. What Jesus has to say here is so important. So um, I'm going to just read for a second, and then we're going to just kind of break it up a little bit. Um, So Jesus is talking, this is actually, he is sitting here talking that he has just had the Passover, the last Passover with his apostles, and he is on his way, if he has not made it, to the Garden of Gethsemane. And so this is in that time where there's a lot of red letter. If you have a red letter Bible, he's doing a lot of talking right here. So he says, I am the true vine, and my father is the vine dresser. Every branch in me that does not bear fruit, he takes away. And every branch that does bear fruit, he prunes that it may bear more fruit. Already you are clean because of the word that I have spoken to you. And then here it goes. Abide in me and I in you. So I want to stop just for a second. So he's calling us branches and he is telling us to abide in him. Abide isn't probably a word that we use on, a, on the daily, right? But what it means in that original language is to remain with him, to stay close to him, mm-hmm. 
to stay plugged into him. And you can picture this easily. If you can picture a vine and a branch on that vine, that branch has no chance of life, has no chance of fruit if it becomes detached. Um, Every time that we separate ourselves from the connection of the vine, we no longer have eternal um, purpose and fruit because that only comes as we are connected to the vine. Our source of power, our source of strength, our source of fruit, our source of life comes from the vine. Just like you know, once you've whacked off a branch, it's dead. The good news is, is we, thankfully, God is able to put us back on. If we have fallen off the vine, God is able to reattach. And so, but we have to cooperate. We have to choose to stay connected to the vine. We have to choose to to stay in that abiding place. Um, As the branch cannot bear fruit by itself unless it abides in the vine, neither can you unless you abide in me. I am the vine and you are the branches. Whoever abides in me and I in him, he will bear much fruit. And then this is the huge space for me. Apart from me, you can do nothing. Guys, we, a lot of times in our own steam and in our own power, we try to do all these things. Um, and maybe some, some earthly good will come out of it. But for it to have eternal lasting fruit, it has to come from a place of abiding in Jesus. It has to come from a place where he has initiated it, he has empowered it, and he has seen it all the way through to the place where it bears fruit. We can only do that as we abide in him. Mm-hmm. Eternal fruit is the result of staying in the presence of Jesus. It is the, it is the result of um, having a life that for eternity matters. We so often hear about leaving a legacy. The things that we build up here on earth are going to rot. They're going to be given away. They're, all kinds of things are going to happen. But the fruit that we store up here for eternity, the f- eternal fruit that our lives produce as a result of being in the presence of Jesus and doing life from that space will last forever. And that kind of legacy, we don't even know what that really fully looks like. And we won't know while our feet are still on planet Earth. But I know that that fruit matters because it will last forever. So abiding and being in God's presence isn't just a cool thing to do because it gives you some rest and it gives you some strength and other people have said it's good and Colleen has told you why it's good and I've told you why it's good. It's good because it's the only place that eternal fruit can come. It is the only place where your life fully matters and you fully realize your purpose and you fully realize what you were created to do. That Mm -hmm. happens as we stay connected to the vine. Amen. So Colleen is going to give us, we're going to do an exercise now. We're going to do an exercise where we intentionally seek some time with Jesus. Okay. We have in a previous podcast been through a Bible story and seen ourselves in the story. We have put ourselves in the story. 
Um, that is a practice or an exercise that we do so that you can open up your spiritual eyes and see yourself in a Bible story. So if you have not listened to that podcast, go back and listen. Um, cause right now this is not from a Bible story, but it's from my own experience. It is a, um, exercise that, um, Deanna has done with us that has helped us create a space for Jesus in the spiritual realm. Um, and we do this, don't panic, um, we do this in a hot air balloon. So I am going to walk you through um, the exercise, and then you're going to answer a couple of questions from that space, and then um, I am going to leave that space. I'm going to enter that space with you, and then I'm going to leave it, and then that will be your starting point um, of seeing yourself with Jesus. Now, he can take you to a totally different place. Don't think that this is the confines of the space that you have with him because my space right now is completely different than where I started. Um, because remember, this is relationship and this is a journey and things change. Uh, so I'm going to tell the story and you will hopefully go on this journey with me and um, Jesus is going to reveal some things to us about our relationship with him. And then Deanna's going to, we're going to do some listening questions after that. Okay, so there is a hot air balloon. I want you to picture this hot air balloon. The basket is like a brown wicker basket. It's very big. This is a big basket. This is a basket that can fit a bench. And I get in this, ba I get in this hot air balloon and you go with me and Jesus is in there with me. Um, and you and Jesus are sitting on the bench together, and I am standing in there with you guys, um, and the, the hot air balloon starts to lift up, and you feel it just lift up, and you're going up high in the air. It's me and you and Jesus. You can feel the breeze on your face. It's just a really comfortable, easy place, and you get up in the air, and what we're going to do is everybody's going to get up, and we're going to look over the edge and we are going to look down at the at, at the earth and what I want you to do is I want you to ask the Lord to show you I want, I want you to ask him what do you see what is down there and whatever he wants to show you I want you to keep a mental mental thought of that. Okay, so I hope you have a picture of what the Lord wanted to show you in this balloon. So now... The balloon is going to descend back down to the ground, and when it hits the when it when you guys get to the ground, I'm going to get out. So I'm getting out of the balloon. So picture me getting out, and then this is your place with Jesus. This is your starting place with the Lord. Okay, Deanna. So what did you see? <laughs> so um, I really didn't want to get up off the bench. I just wanted to sit in his <laughs> presence and just hang with him. And I didn't care what was outside uh, the hot air balloon. 
But I was able to look down, and there was a field of flowers. Mm-hmm. Um, I very, it's a, which is a very common thing with uh, the Lord and I. And the flowers were incredibly swaying. Like I could, and basically, what I know that that means is that things are being shaken. Those flowers just represent all the different structures mm. of the earth, and they are really shaken. Um, I can see some broken, but. Right now, there's not a lot broken as much as they are just really being moved and um, blown around quite a bit. So that's what I saw Very cool. Okay. So in true Colleen style, (laughs) okay, God can do anything in this space, right? So I asked that we all look over and see what was going on. But my instinct, I have a very big servant heart, so I just wanted to help the person that was in the basket see over the side. (laughs) So I was literally picking them up, like almost as if I, I, it's almost like, okay, if they were a short person because I'm short and they might not be able to see over, I was actually physically picking them up and helping them see. So I didn't get to look over and see anything, but I did get to see where I'm at spiritually. So that was good. (laughs) That's awesome. Yeah. So that was, that was my experience. Awesome. So I hope, just like Colleen had said, this is a great place to launch from um, for you to spend time with Jesus. The idea isn't to go to the hot air balloon. The idea is to go to Jesus. We want to spend time in his presence. Um, This happens in a lot of different ways. Um, As we're a community and um, we, a lot of us get together often, I hear all kinds of things. People (laughs) are sitting on benches, walking on beaches at the end of piers, in boats, um, there are all, there's all kinds of ways that God shows him, that Jesus will show himself um, to you. Um, just kind of for your information, when you spend time with God, he is on his throne. He is in his throne room, and that is where we go to meet with him. The really neat thing about your relationship with Jesus that makes it so different is you can actually meet with Jesus in the throne room because we know he is seated at the right hand of of God, but we also know because of who Jesus is and how he re- he relates with us and that he has come in the flesh, he can meet you anywhere on your walk. And so Jesus, the relationship you have with Jesus often will highlight things going on in your spiritual walk because he will show you things. He will take you places in this walk that have um, spiritual significance that very much relate to what is happening in your present situation. Mm-hmm. So I just recommend that you spend some time here, like that this becomes a practice for you um, as it has for us. I, um, oh my goodness, for years, I would just sit with him and we would talk and he's our teacher and there's so much that he can tell us. This isn't about just sitting with him in silence. Have a conversation. Have a conversation when you are in the presence of the Lord or when you're in in the throne room with God. Um, This is your time to build relationship. Oh my gosh, I did that. I would sit with him and not say a word. (laughs) And Deanna would say, well, what did he say? Did you ask him anything? I was like, why would I do that? It's just so silly. But I did it. I totally did it. So as you're building relationship, (laughs) 
Um, maybe when you go on a first date with somebody, I don't know, you sit there quietly and don't speak, but that's awkward silence. <laughs> so we don't want to have awkward silence uh, with God or with uh, Jesus. So have a conversation, but give them space to talk. That was kind of one of the hard things for me in the beginning is I wanted to do all the talking instead of waiting for response. Um, but relationship is built as you both talk and as you listen. So speaking of listening, that is what we're going to do next. We um, will probably end, unless God shows us something different, every podcast with a listening for God time. This is an opportunity to use our spiritual ears and hear what he wants to speak into our lives right this moment. And here's one thing I can tell you. If you listen to this podcast today, and then maybe you go back and listen to it again in a week or two, there's a very good chance that the answers to these questions will change because our life is changing and the things that God speaks to us are immediate things. They're things for right then. I have taught some of these classes so many times and I have all these different answers. He very seldom, unless I haven't been obedient, tells me the same thing twice. So just so you know, that is a really cool thing about going back and listening. I'm going to pray for us and then we will jump into some listening. Heavenly Father, Lord, I just come to you right now, and I ask that um, you bless this podcast, that you bless the people that are listening to it, that you bless our spiritual ears. We want to hear what you have to say. We want to hear what you are doing in our lives. So, Lord, I ask in your grace that you will quiet the voices in our mind, the voices in our head, any little voice that's saying, ah, this is going to be hard, Lord. I pray that you will just, in your grace, that you will quiet those and in your mercy that we will be able to hear what you have to say. An enemy, you have no place here. You may not speak. You are bound and you are gagged in the name of Jesus. You and all those that follow you may not interfere in the name of Jesus with what God wants to do here. Lord, I thank you what you're good for what you're going to do. I thank you for the words that you will speak. We love you so much. In Jesus' name, amen. amen. All right, let's get started. Number one, what is one lie that you are believing? What is one lie that you are believing? Colleen, so what is one lie that God showed you that you were believing? Okay, so a little bit of a backstory. So my husband started a little community church in a little town, and I am feeling like I am responsible for everything that happens. And he told me in the very beginning that I wasn't, but I'm starting to believe it, and it is a lie. And I have got to step back and get back to where I'm supposed to be. Okay. I heard that life is always hard. Um, I feel like I'm in a season right now where things are hard. God is doing some pruning. The world is shaking around us. Mm -hmm. um, and he's saying life isn't always hard. Life isn't always hard. Yeah. So I'm thankful that that is a lie. <laughs> All right. Number two, what is one truth that God wants you to embrace? What is one truth that God wants you to embrace?
Colleen, what did you hear? Okay, so I think this is really funny because you, I'm doing a, we are doing a whole ministry based on listening for God, and I still fail to ask at times. He said, the truth is that he's responsible, that it's his responsibility, not mine. Um, and he said, ask me what to do, Colleen. Mm-hmm. <laughs> As if I, and to be honest with you, I haven't asked yet. Mm-hmm. I'm just sitting here wallowing in my self-pity. <laughs> <laughs> so I heard, um, I bring joy and grace to your daily life. Mm. Um, and I feel like that was his answer to my lie. Um, life is hard is that he does bring joy and grace um, to daily life. All right. Last question. What is one God, word that God wants to leave you with today? What is one word God wants to leave you with today? some good words hopefully you heard well from God um hopefully um the word that he left you with um puts a smile on your face um so that is the end of today's podcast I hope that you have enjoyed spending time with us we've enjoyed doing this um it's getting easier I think it is (laughs) (laughs) it's not always easy but it has moments yes so um Hopefully you will tune into the next one. We will um, be talking about the armor of God in our next podcast, and we would love for you to join us there. Um, Colleen is going to quickly pray us out, and we will catch you with our next podcast. Lord, thank you so much for who you are and for your word, Lord. And thank you for uh, giving us this platform that we can speak to you and listen to you. And thank you for all the tools that you're giving us as a community so that we can grow a relationship with you. Lord, we love you, we honor you. In Jesus' name, amen.